Thank you for joining us for another episode of Carolina's Missing and Murdered. I'm Julie Calhoun. And I'm Adriana Seals. Well, last episode, some major things happened in the Heather Elvis case, and we went over the year of 2014. Yeah, Tammy Moore went to talk to Horry County Police about the harassment her family was facing, which we talked about in episode four, but police also took that time to ask about Heather's disappearance. Um, and after that, later in 2014, Tammy and Sydney were both charged with kidnapping and then murder in connection with Heather's case. And that was the end of 2014. So now it's 2015. It's a new year. The case seems really hopeful with the Moores being charged. Right, the first trial date was set in the case. That date was set for May of 2015. But after the hope of 2014, 2015 also brought some more changes to the case. Mm -hmm. On January 22nd of that year, less than a month after the first trial date was set, a new bond hearing was set for the Moors. That hearing was held in Charleston, and that's when the case had another major change. And by now, the Moors have spent almost a year in jail. Yes, I'm afraid for all the different possibilities that can happen. This is all very scary and very unknown. The unknown's always scary. I will set a bond and I'm gonna put some restrictions, Mr. Elvis, to protect what I'm required to protect, and that's you and your family. Minutes after this decision in a Charleston courtroom Friday, Debbie Elvis said she's comfortable with her decision to speak in front of Judge Markley Dennis as he reconsidered bond for the couple accused of murdering her daughter. Well, I think that everything that was said was said, everything needed to be said was said, and I think it was said good. I think, um, I think God has a plan. Since this has happened, we have undergone massive amounts of threats from family members of the accused. Heather Elvis's father, Terry, addressed Judge Dennis before his decision to set bond as well. It's a, it's a, it's a package bond. The judge's decision covers one obstruction of justice charge, two indecent exposure charges, and the murder and kidnapping charge that both Sydney and Tammy individually face. Sydney's attorney, Kirk Truslow, said Friday's decision is the right one for a man he says is innocent. I suspect that he suspected that he would be granted a bond. He knows um, what he did and what he did not do and he knows that he didn't do it so it couldn't be proved. And Judge Dennis said from his perspective as well, Sydney and Tammy Moore are innocent after asking the state this. You have any direct evidence? Um, not at this time, but we do believe we have substantial I, circumstantial I understand your assessment of that. So they were granted bond. Yes, they are charged with murder, kidnapping, obstruction of justice, among other things, and a judge granted them bond, which seems shocking. Yeah, especially because of everything that they're accused of and how, like, big this case is for the community. Like, that, to me, is shocking that they were granted bond. Another interesting thing was that their bond was set at $100,000, which seems pretty low. Yes. <laughs> for... Like we said, some very serious crimes, murder, kidnapping. Those are serious offenses that can put you in jail for life. Yeah. So, the, But the Moors did bond out of jail. And again, the prosecution said that they had substantial circumstantial evidence, um, which seems like that's the reason the judge granted the bond. Mm, that makes 
That makes sense to me, even though I'm shocked that Bond was set, because it's circumstance versus hard evidence, I guess. You know, do we fully know? Do we have it on tape? Is there harder evidence, or is it just circumstance? Right, which the prosecution have said throughout this that, you know, all they have is circumstantial. Their entire case is Mm -hmm. circumstantial. So on February 2nd, Cindy Moore was released from jail on bond. In March of 2015, things continue to change in the case. On March 4th, 2015, News 13 reported that Tammy Moore's defense violated the gag order on the case three times. That's what the state said in a memo. Tammy Moore's attorney at that time was Greg McCollum, and around the time he had requested the gag order be lifted. Mm. The prosecutors argued against that to a judge, but since McCollum violated a gag order, solicitor Jimmy Richardson said he could have been fined or found in contempt of court and found in violation of the order by a judge, but Richardson said he had no intention of doing that. Mm. But this gag order issue comes up multiple times in this case. Mm -hmm. And since this was such a high-profile case, that's why that gag order was put in place to begin with. That makes sense. And then on March 25th, the murder trial originally set for May 11th was pushed back. And this is while the Moors, again, remain out of jail on bond. Mm. A few months pass, and we are now into August of 2015. And this is pretty interesting. A judge gave the Moors permission to move to Florida. Why? If these, if somebody is charged with murder, why would you let them leave the state? Why would you let them leave the area? Well, the reason was for work. If you remember, Sydney worked making repairs at restaurants in the area. Tammy said Sydney wasn't able to get any work because of the notoriety of the case and the restaurants that he was working for didn't want harassment or anything like that. So some of those restaurants actually sent him to work in Florida. So essentially Tammy says they had to move so Sydney could find work. Florida is really far considering even considering that these restaurants sent him to a different place to work florida is far it is and i mean you also have to remember at this point too this case has gone national right so more time passes we are now in 2016 which is a more than a year after the moors were charged with kidnapping murder held in jail and then granted bond Mm -hmm. Then comes another bombshell in the case. The murder charges for Tammy and Sydney Moore were dropped. According to court records, several charges against Tammy were dropped, including murder, two counts of indecent exposure, and obstruction of justice. The charges against Sydney that were dropped include murder, two counts of indecent exposure, but he still had that obstruction of justice charge. That was never dropped for him. But all those charges that were dropped. This happened on March 10th, 2016. Now, at the time, 15th Circuit solicitor Jimmy Richardson could not comment on why those charges were dropped. Tammy's lawyer, Greg McCollum, however, said those charges were dropped by the solicitor's office based on the office's own case. Mm. And at the time, McCollum couldn't comment any further on the specifics because, again, there was a gag order in place. Mm -hmm. But he did say Tammy was relieved to have those murder charges dismissed. 
Now, again, due to that gag order at the time, Solicitor Richardson couldn't talk about the decision. But now, today, both of those cases are over and that gag order is lifted. So I sat down with Solicitor Richardson the day after Sydney's latest trial and I asked him about that decision. And it was actually the first time that he was able to answer that question. It was a um, tough decision a few years ago to drop the murder because I couldn't explain while I was doing what I was doing. Um, but there wasn't enough for murder. Um, there's still not enough for murder. And if I had tied murder to kidnapping and just threw it all up against the wall, not narrowly tailored this to what it was, there was a possibility of um, a jury cutting them loose of murder. And when you start cutting them loose of one thing, it's much easier to cut them loose of all of it. Them dropping the murder charges in 2016 was a huge deal. It's a huge deal to the community. It was obviously a bombshell, huge deal in the case. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting to hear, you know, Solicitor Richardson say, even today, that there's not enough evidence for murder. That's crazy to me. So, I mean, granted, earlier we did hear um, in their bond hearing in Charleston, the prosecution say, we have substantial, circumstantial evidence. Mm -hmm. So I guess that that makes sense then. Um, I think it's also interesting that Jimmy gave us perspective into if we tie these two things together, then they could be cut from, like they could be cut loose from both of these. And then, you know, you possibly risk not getting justice for this family. Exactly. And, you know, he said that this was the right decision that he made in 2016, and he still stands by that decision that they should have dropped those murder charges. You also have to remember, again, Heather's body has never been found. Right. There is no DNA evidence right. in this case. Again, it is all circumstantial. So extremely hard to prove beyond a reasonable doubt a murder case mm -hmm. without a body or really DNA evidence. Basing it solely on circumstantial is extremely tough when it comes to a murder charge. I believe it. News 13 also talked to the Elvis family during that time after those murder charges were dropped. A little more than 24 hours after learning the murder charges against Sydney and Tammy Moore were dropped, the family of Heather Elvis. We just need prayers that we can cope with this and get through this and that the community can cope with this and get through this. And please don't make assumptions and don't have ideas about why they did it. Instead, they want people to keep the hope that justice will still be served. You know, have faith that in the kidnapping charges, they're gonna be held accountable in that way. In order for that to happen though, the family needs the community. I feel like also maybe the murder charges being dropped might get somebody who hasn't come forward to come forward and say, okay, justice isn't being done, so I need to tell what I know. So that Heather's story isn't lost. Personally, having it been two years now, uh, it's become that she's no longer a person. She's now a face on a poster. She is a name that people just say in mourning or they say in pity and I hate that. And the family says it will do everything in its power
to keep her memory alive. This is what my hope is. I need to find Heather. That's my hope. Whatever I have to do, whose feelings I have to hurt uh, to get a, an answer, to get closure, uh, I'm so sorry, but it has to happen. This, what Morgan said just now, it having been two years and she's no longer a person, she's now a face on a poster, broke my heart. It gives you chills. Yeah. Like, just imagining. I couldn't imagine anything like that. No, I mean, I can't imagine, too, you know, feeling like you're you're getting some sort of justice or we're on the track to justice and then something like that where a, a big charge or a big piece of the case is dropped. Um, but again, they're, you know, we're holding on to the fact that, okay, maybe they, we have these kidnapping charges and maybe more people will come forward with something that's happened. And I know they're still hoping for that today. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's something we talk about a lot, but it's important to say a lot that, people can still come forward if they know anything, if they think they saw something, even the smallest of things, or even if they know anything. Exactly. To say something. So obviously a very difficult time for the Elvises and friends and family continue to show support for them on the Find Heather Elvis Facebook page. Mm. Also reiterating that they will never stop looking for Heather. Mm. But this is where things definitely get interesting in april of 2016 sydney appears in court for a pretrial hearing mm -hmm. in connection with the numerous motions filed by his attorney to have certain evidence dismissed before his trial the judge decided to allow expert video witness grant fredericks to give testimony during the upcoming trial okay. this witness is important and to this day prosecutors believe that fredericks testimony was a key piece of evidence in the case okay so that's something to keep in mind when we move forward to the trials okay that same day the moors who are now accused of kidnapping heather were vocal about their experience with Horry County officials. We need new solicitors and Horry County Police Department because all they do is lie on people. You say they're County's in trouble. Horry County's in big trouble. What did you it, think? It could be you next, honey. What did you think about the testimony from the experts? I really don't care. I know where my car was, and had they not hidden the black box, you would too. I know where it was. Too. So you think it's all an it? Feel like you're being set up? Why do you think about the pages, huh? I feel like I'm. Why being do you think set about up? the pages where they're taking these little children and threatening to murder and rape little children? And you think it's okay? It's okay to be stalked by a psychopath? It's not. It really isn't. Solicitor thinks it's okay. He's let it go and he knows about it. Let He's let got go evidence. On. You've got an opportunity to talk to people if you'd like to. No, we can't because of the gag order. That's also illegal. Okay. Whoa. Right. That's. <laughs> Initial reaction after hearing that is, whoa. Obviously, one of our reporters um, in that clip caught them as they were leaving court, and that's when they said all of that. But pretty, you know, explosive accusations against the solicitor's office and Horry County Police. And exactly. They even, I mean, the Moors in that sound that day, they brought up 
how their family was being threatened. I didn't. We had talked about that. That's initially why Tammy, back in January, went to talk to police about right. harassment. Um, and obviously her, her kids don't deserve to be harassed if right. that was the case. Um, but pretty wild to, to hear them say that. One thing that, just skipping a little ahead, um, and one thing that we are still reporting and working on actively now is that there is a civil suit yes. that is expected to be filed um, on behalf of the Moors, and they plan to sue police, investigators, and other people that were involved in their case. Mm -hmm. So that's a feeling that they clearly have had um, since the beginning of this entire investigation. Mm -hmm. And after that, even though there is that gag order in place, Sydney talked one-on-one -on -one with News 13's Lucas Lalonde. You know, you can't talk about the case. But there's all this stuff going on in the background that people don't know about. With a gag order in place, Sidney Moore seemed frustrated because he can't talk about the case. But he did talk about how it's hurt his family. He says he's been shot at while driving and people online have threatened his family, even his kids. It's all a game. Everything's a game and it's not a game. It never has been a game from the very beginning. The meanness that I've seen come out of people, it amazes me. How you can be so mean to someone you know nothing about, about a subject you know nothing about, about something that we did not do. Since being charged, he says he's lost nearly everything he worked for. I busted my tail to get what I had and what I have. Um, that's gone. Our whole life, the way it operates, is completely different. While a case goes through the legal system, Moore says he can't even get a job. If I didn't know, and I was told the crap that was fed, spoon-fed into every person's mouth in Horry County, I probably would have believed it for a good while myself. Despite the costs, Moore says he won't stop fighting the charges. Because if I confess to something I didn't do, then there's a murderer or a kidnapper or whatever running around somewhere in this community, and no one even knows. That's the scary part. Sydney talking to Lucas, I think, gives us an interesting perspective. We talk a lot about how this case has impacted the Elvises, and it has impacted them greatly. Um, I just also think that it's interesting that we get to hear, at least during this time, also from the Moors, right. or Sydney at least. I think it's also very interesting that even though there was a gag order in place, he reached out and wanted to talk. Exactly. I don't know. It, it like you said, it's an it's an interesting perspective to hear from them, and you know if they are wanting to share their side of the story, obviously, you know, we have to hear both sides. Exactly. Um, but you brought up you know, it affecting the Elvis's family and affecting the Moors and, and obviously affecting their children. But one thing, you know, and speaking with the Elvises numerous times and in, uh, in various, you know, hearings and court cases, they also know that it is affecting another family and other children. And they feel for those children and they mm -hmm. have made that clear. So, um, 
I just kind of wanted to reiterate for that, that I think everybody feels for what the, those children are, had to go through or are going through because, again, it's not anything that they did. Right. Or, de- or deserve. Right. The Moores weren't the only ones that News 13 talked to. The Elvis family was also at the pretrial hearing. Debbie Elvis said the ruling allowed expert witness to testify is just one piece of a larger picture. We kind of expected it. We were just worried about them limiting his testimony, I think, is more what they were worried about. But um, I think the judge really did a good job in listening this time. I think he really listened to both sides and listened to the experts and listened to what everyone was telling him. And um, I think he put it together really good. I'm glad he did research before and he knew what they were talking about. So, but the most important thing is that we're still looking for information to find Heather. That's more important than even this. This is a step in the right direction, but this won't solve our dilemma and that's finding Heather so we still are asking for any kind of tips or any information or any ideas of places to search where we can find her so the judge by this time wanted all pre-trial matters resolved and wants the jury selection for Cindy Moore's trial to start on June 20th and continue to June 27th if necessary wow say I would just I know we've mentioned this already today but I just kind of wanted to reiterate um Debbie Elvis saying that the most important thing is that they're still looking for information to find Heather mm-hmm. so and that's definitely still a thing today um so it's one of those things where I feel like Horry County Police would still take tips even now in 2020 oh, if absolutely. necessary mm-hmm. so Absolutely. Yeah, that again is the number one thing out of all of us to remember in, in doing this podcast in this case is if anybody knows anything to come forward and to keep Heather's story out there. So then maybe it puts more pressure on people to come forward with information. Right. And like you said earlier, Julie, it's there's not any piece that would be too small. Like, if anybody knows anything or has any idea or remembers something random that they didn't think was significant at the time, it could still be significant now. Coming up in our next episode, we go into the courtroom for Sydney's first trial and we get another exclusive interview with Sydney Moore as he explains to News 13 his side of the case. Remember, you can watch our podcast episodes online at WBTW.com and listen wherever you find your podcasts.